All right, folks, and welcome aboard to this Tuesday night edition of the Philip Ward Show. We are entering, have entered, are in the 694th day. Folks, we are closing in on 700 days as far as slowing the spread very quickly. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 1,076 days left to go. Folks, there is a narrative shift. The Democratic Party and a ton of Democratic governors are now saying, and by the way, uh, and let me get her name right. I think it's Leanna Wayne, L-E-A-N-A, Lena, Lena, when, uh, who's, uh, Propaganda news is CNN's, I don't even know, your chief medical expert, whatever it is that you want to call her, used to be involved in Planned Parenthood and all that good stuff. Well, she's saying, quote, the science has changed. No, 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 no. And that's, by the way, that is what the Democrats are going to run with now. I guarantee you the science has changed. No, 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 no. The science hasn't changed at all. I mean, is this like, because supposedly here in New York State, the Empire State tomorrow, uh, Kathy Jokel, the governor, is supposed to end mask mandates for indoor businesses. Why? Well, the science has changed. Now, I am not pleased about the decision at all. This has been a long time coming as far as masking goes, as far as just government mandates at all. You know, what's so wrong with being pro-freedom? Take a look at the Freedom Convoy, for example, in Canada, eh? And Justin Trudeau, I mean, again, laying into those truckers. He was calling, remember when he was calling them a fringe minority with, quote, unacceptable beliefs and opinions? That's the language only dictators have. Imagine if Donald Trump, right? Take, for example, Donald Trump. During summer of 2020, when we saw rioting, chaos, violence, anarchy on our streets in big major American cities. What if Donald Trump said those BLM protesters and protesters uh, you could call them criminals after what they did, vigilante, remember Kyle Rittenhouse, he was such a vigilante, how dare he defend himself, how about the vigilantes in BLM that were doing their thing throughout the summer of 2020, what if Donald Trump held a press conference and said, these people have unacceptable beliefs and opinions, how do you think that would go down in the mainstream media, of course it would be a disaster for, for, Donald Trump, his popularity when it comes to propaganda news, CNN, MSDNC, CBS, ABC, NBC News, you take your choice, all roped into the same mainstream media, all follow the same exact Democratic talking points. However, now the narrative is going to be the science has changed, that's why their uh, uh, masks can come off and the mandates can end. And folks, that is all a lie. There no, no, science has not changed. What's changed is polling. What's changed is they're thinking, uh-oh, a few short months here, we're going to have ourselves midterm elections, and right now, things aren't looking good. So why don't we just say, and again, these are the same Democrats 
that put in these mask mandates, vaccine mandates, whatever mandate they could possibly get their hands on, they wanted to implement all of them. Are we just supposed to say, you know, take for instance tomorrow here in New York State, Kathy Jokel comes out and says, okay, well, mask mandates are done. Are we supposed to applaud her? Are we supposed to reward her with four more years in a governor's mansion? I don't think so. I don't think we cannot forget what these people have done to us for two going on three years now. 694 days we have had to put up with this nonsense. So just all of a sudden, the science must have changed. Polling, folks, polling has changed. The Democratic Party, and again, one year, one party rule, White House, House, Senate, media, in perpetuity. The Democrats have control of all of these things. They are the party that is running this country right now. Look at Joe Unity Biden's approval ratings again going down. Uh, The Hill actually writes a a pretty good piece today um, about the midterm elections and uh, whoever the president is, the president's popularity. Folks, it's got to be very good for the uh, for the party in, in power to even have a shot at, at, at maybe gaining uh, some seats in the Senate and the House. But folks, if you have an approval rating, if you have the popularity, and by the way, it doesn't make sense to me because this is the most popular president this country has ever seen. 81 million votes. 81 million people voted for good old Joe Unity Biden because he was going to be a moderate, right? Of course, of course the opposite is true. Joe hasn't governed as a moderate. Who knows if Joe's even governed at all throughout this term? Joe has no idea what's going on. Joe, maybe, by the way, you think maybe with the news that we reported on yesterday with government issued free crack pipes and uh, free drug, what do they call them, safety kits? Free areas where you can shoot up? It's basically, I mean, we're just helping suicide. Just assisted suicide, folks. That's all it is. Once you go down that path, I mean, very few people make it back. After you get on the old crack cocaine and the heroin and the needles uh, and the the crystal meth, Good luck getting out of that, folks. My and by the way, my honest advice to anybody: don't ever get roped into drugs. Just don't do it. You know, there, there, there is no upside to it at all. There is nothing positive that comes from drug use. And yet, here's Joe Unity Biden and his administration, who might as well be run. I mean, is this a policy? You know, like uh, Michelle Obama wanted everyone to go out and play, uh, wanted uh, uh, schools in the, in the lunches. You remember all that in Michelle Obama? Um, I'll be honest with you. One of the criticisms of Melania Trump was not a lot of people knew uh, what was her kind of uh, her her significant thing that she like her 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 policy her her sort of agenda you know what what she wanted to get past that's i think that's a fair criticism of uh melania trump i think she's a very intelligent and smart woman speaks multiple languages but you know i I, listen i get that criticism of her well i think as far as this administration goes dr jill biden we have no idea what she's doing at all i mean other than leading joe unity biden 
out of the White House, literally helping him walk at times. Now, he's so weak and feeble and just out to lunch. It's just ridiculous. But Hunter Biden, this says good old Hunter Biden and his crack buddies written all over it. You know, maybe, I think maybe for, uh, I think for the safety drug kits and the crack pipes, maybe even Hunter Biden, you could even put a Hunter Biden painting on there. You know, Hunter Biden is painting and painting and painting and, and, and just everyone wants to buy Hunter Biden's paintings, right? Must be, must be so great, right? A painting from a crackhead kicked out of the military. Why? Because of his drug use. I mean, his brother, Bo Biden, passes away and Hunter's immediate thought is to start sleeping with his widow. Biggest scumbag going in this country, folks. He really is. So we'll get into Joe Unity Biden a little later on because we have documents uh, actually from the Washington Compost today. And when it comes to, and we already knew that the Biden administration had no clue what they were doing when it came to, uh, they call it the withdrawal of Americans from Afghanistan. I call it the complete surrender in Afghanistan. I mean, the thing had to, it was so reminiscent of Saigon, it was just ridiculous. And Joe was saying, no, they're, no, it's not going to be like Saigon. There aren't going to be Americans getting evacuated on the top of the roof of the embassy. And what did we see? Yep, again, Joe lying to the American people. Also said, well, no, it's not, it's not for certain going to happen that the Taliban's going to take over Afghanistan. And what did happen, folks? Of course, inevitably, the Taliban took over Afghanistan. So the Washington, uh, well, excuse me, we'll get to the Washington Compost in a little bit in the documents there. I wanted to say, though, the New York Post writes this editorial piece yesterday. Headline here, Hochul Adams must follow and exceed the New Jersey governor on masks. Now, folks, the New Jersey governor is, of course, Phil Murphy. I think Phil Murphy, why is, why is he sort of, reversing course on the mask i think it's because that election uh last november scared the living you know what out of him i mean we almost had a republican governor jack uh Cittarelli, in new jersey i mean folks that, that i think that was the start of the wake-up call for the democrats anyway so the post writes new jersey kids can breathe a little easier by the way they also had a piece today uh free the smiles new york post Governor Phil Murphy announced Monday he'll end the state's school mask mandate next month. So, and that's another part where I disagree with Kathy Hochul 1,000%. We know that COVID really hasn't that truly big impact on kids. And kids would be just fine, folks, if you ask me, going to school without wearing masks on. But Kathy Jokel is expected to say that she's going to end uh, indoor business mask mandates. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. A lot of indoor businesses, right, especially, uh, well, I can vouch for here this, uh, in Buffalo area, a lot of people aren't wearing masks anymore. They're sick and tired and fed up of all of this. Um, but she still, she says, and we'll get to that in a little bit, she said she still wants to wait a little bit when it comes to the kids, though. You know, the Democratic Party really doesn't care about kids, at all they honestly truly don't kids can't do anything for them kids can only be used as political props for the democratic party now they love greta thunberg or whatever her name is 
because you know she comes oh and she oh god bless her heart here she was right speaking and the microphone she was speaking with had a mask on it'd be terrible if you could get covid through a microphone for goodness sakes but um so she's useful to them though because she's this big climate change act climate change activist i would say to greta right what are you doing how come you're not in school why are you skipping school so that you can go and promote your little climate change agenda. And by the way, she, you notice she never gets asked any questions at all. She just, I'm pretty sure she probably has like a speech. She memorizes it. She gives it. She never asks any questions at all. Doesn't know what she truly really believes. And then that's it. The parents collect their money and then off she goes. We're going to do another appearance. Ain't going to go to school though. Um, but anyway, so they don't truly care about kids. Where do we get to Randy Weingarten, who is just pure evil. There's no other way to describe Randy Weingarten. And if the Democrats' agenda and their talking point now is that, we'll, well, the science changed, we're following the science, the science has changed, someone ought to alert Randy Weingarten and the teachers' unions about it. Because as far as the schools go, where children are still wearing masks, that's got nothing to do with science at all. There is no evidence at all backing up why that is still the position. All it is is, you bet, teachers' unions, the most evil people in the country, led by the one of the most evil. Soros is up there, too. He who shall not be named. He's very evil, too. But Randy Weingarten, she ain't far behind. And by the way, guess how many kids Randy Weingarten has? Yep, you bet, zero. No kids at all. By the way, she's a lesbian, too, so she can't even have kids. Anyway, well, not naturally, I don't know. Anyway, Governor Phil Murphy announced yesterday he'll end the state's school mask mandate next month. Governor Kathy Jokel, Mayor Eric Adams, the Biden of Brooklyn, who says he kicked those crackers, you know what, should follow, they write, but do Jersey one better and end the mandates entirely. I'm not going to hold my breath, folks. I don't think it's going to happen. Ignoring the science, Murphy will let districts impose their own mandates. That's unfair to the kids and harmful to many of them, too. Now, typically, Jokel's initial reaction to Murphy's move was utterly mealy-mouthed. She told the Post, quote, We are going to assess our situation in New York. I'm going to head in that direction, but I'm going to continue looking at the metrics. They write blah, blah, blah. By the way, Greta as well blah i'm sick of blah 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 God, just so hard to listen to masks for kids never made sense if they don't have underlying conditions covid poses no real risk to kids their infections are mild or asymptomatic now meanwhile a new study out of the uk's york university confirms that masks are making it difficult for young children to recognize faces, which in turn compromises their ability to socialize and make friends. Ample other research shows that mask rules do nothing to actually protect kids. Now, in good part, because they're just not at risk per DNCDC data, around 300 kids under age 5 died in total from January 2020 to January 2022. COVID killed around 1,000 under-18s in the same period. That's, uh, uh, that's out of almost 900,000 
total deaths. Plus, almost all of these children had other medical conditions in addition to COVID. The pan-slash-plandemic has largely spared the youngest, but policymakers, such as, well, policymakers, and I would argue the teachers' unions as well, still ignore and obfuscate this huge fact. Adams, he's shown some spine on kids and COVID. He rightly stood his ground on keeping city schools open. He noted yesterday that school positivity rates have dropped below 1%, but he stuck by the school mask requirement even when a judge struck down the state order. Not even the plummeting case rate could get Jokel to float any definite clawback of her requirement. Now, Murphy's order gives her cover to be bold and not give uh, New Yorkers, especially parents of younger kids, any reason to move elsewhere. Does she even wonder why the Empire State has led the nation in out-migration these past two years? So as for Adams, city public school enrollment is crashing, with about 75% of schools seeing drops and 23% seeing declines of 10% or higher for this academic year. Silly COVID policies like masking and far too frequent closures are a big uh, cause. By the way, I just want to say something here. Now, I live in Buffalo, folks, Buffalo, New York, and there we used to have, we always have snow and snow and snow and more snow. Folks, I used to have to wake up early in the morning, you know, and, 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 and get my parents up and say, oh, well, look, we used to have to watch this ticker on, on, the, on the bottom of the, the news, you know, to see if, if schools are actually going to be closed. Nowadays, schools are just closed because there might be a snowstorm coming the next i mean i don't know what's going on anymore i really don't by the way and then if you saw your school on there it was just you know a phenomenal day all around the right thing to do now though ending a bad know-nothing policy is also oh the best political bet pray the gov and mayor have enough sense to see this and enough spine to act well it seems as if Kathy Jokel is going to, but not fully. Not fully when it comes to schools. And again, folks, when it comes to the teachers' unions and schooling, they don't care about the kids. Come on now. They only care about kids when they can be used as a political prop. All they care, what the Democrats care about, is getting the money from the teachers' unions who overwhelmingly give and give and give and give money 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 to the democratic party democratic party is pretty much bought and paid for now by teachers unions and uh well as far as the joe unity biden administration goes china and russia and ukraine and countries like that the place where hunter biden was making millions and billions of dollars so kathy hochel expected to lift business mask mandate but she has to wait on the decision for schools why she has to talk to the teachers unions and you'll see on folks i'll give you evidence of this in a second here let me give you the news of it kathy jokel wants everyone to give her a break the midwinter break before she decides whether to lift school mask mandates statewide she is expected to announce tomorrow that she'll lift a separate mandate requiring businesses without vaccination requirements to compel workers customers and visitors to wear 
face coverings in public spaces. Hochul told a group of teachers, administrators, and parents today that she wants to wait until the upcoming school break the week of February 24th, 21st, excuse me, before making a final call. She said she would like to see what happens when the students and the faculty return after the February break if there's a surge in cases. So folks, what it's all about, again, teachers' unions. That's what it's all about. That's what the Democratic Party care the most about. Earlier today, headline here, National Teachers Union Chief, that being Randy Weingarten, mask mandate rollback should hinge on student vaccination rates. That's what she's going with now. And Randy Weingarten, folks, if you go back, July 29th of last year was getting ripped because she was saying, well, we're going to try to reopen schools. And, 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 you know, that's at a time where they still wanted remote learning. They didn't want kids back in the classroom. Even in Chirac to this very day, they still don't want kids in the classroom. They want to do it all remotely. So she was, uh, Randy Weingarten, by the way, again, if, and if you're not, um, familiar with Randy Weingarten. She has no kids at all. She's the American Federation of Teachers. That's like the two, one of the two um, biggest teachers unions in the country. AFT uh, president, CEO, whatever the heck that she's called. I'm pretty sure she's, uh, she's the president of it. Yeah, she is actually. So she's the AFT president. And earlier today, she's on MSDNC Morning Joe and Willie Geist, right? Who, you know, you probably see, I remember he used to be on the Today Show. I can't even watch the Today Show anymore, especially with that woman, Savannah Guthrie. She is just god-awful. Again, remember Savannah Guthrie, you think you're getting straight news from Savannah Guthrie. She's married to Michael Feldman, used to be Al Gore's chief of staff, Democrat, through and through. But Willie Geist used to be on there as well. Now he's, a, I don't even know if he's still on the Today Show. I really don't. But now he um he does his thing over on MSDNC. You sort of see where uh where uh he falls on the political uh, spectrum. But anyway, so he asks today, at what point do we just say, okay, it's time to get rid of masks? Isn't there enough science available already? Randy Weingarten, quote, well the real the real question becomes, how can we make sure people can plan for it? What are the measures? So everybody knows. So it doesn't feel like it's based upon politics. It feels like it's based upon making sure there is no transmission in school. No transmission at all. I, I, I truly don't know what she wants. I really don't. I think if it was up to her, she would add every single, every single student remote learning. Making sure that no one can socialize. No one can have friends. You just sit in your room alone looking at a laptop watching a teacher teach. I mean, doesn't that sound real fun? But again, she doesn't care about kids. Why would she? She has no kids at all. Now, uh, uh, Dr. Lucy McBride uh, was this woman's name. She was on this panel as well. And she says, we cannot wait longer to think about lifting restrictions that are causing more harm then good. And if you listen to this interview, Randy Weingarten says we need an off-ramp to get off the mat. Just repeatedly, at least four or five times in the interview. That, that was her talking point this morning. Here's the plain truth. There is no convincing evidence in the real world 
that masking children in schools makes a significant difference in transmission in schools. So Randy Weingart, she was just saying we want to make sure there's no transmission. She's saying there's no evidence to say that masks are going to help with that. And she says, well, uh, I like what Massachusetts has done because what they've said is that by a school-by-school basis, they said if there's 80% vaccination rates, then the schools can lift the mandates. And all the, um, also, she's calling, she was saying, well, I want the CDC to join in uh, as well. She wants more help from the CDC. Well, if you remember, folks, this headline here, this was back, and I remember covering it right on this program, because when I saw it, I thought, ooh, you know what? <laughs> it just confirms what we all know. Headline, Powerful Teachers Union Influenced DNCDC on Schools Reopenings. The American Federation of Teachers lobbied the CDC and even suggested language for the federal agency's school reopening guidance released last February. AFT, full court press, preceded the uh, preceded the federal agency putting the brakes on a full reopening of in-person classrooms. And these were emails between the DNCDC. The AFT and guess who else is implicated as well? You bet the White House. Joe Unity Biden and his administration, the Democratic Party, bought and paid for by teachers unions. So someone in the someone in the mainstream media and the Democratic Party, they better get around to Randy Weingarten pretty soon. Because if they're going with the narrative, the agenda that now, well, the science has changed. Well, Randy Weingarten still doesn't want to open classrooms up fully, folks, and, and, and still wants masking of children. I mean, it's disgusting. Anyway, so as far as the White House goes, now this was last week in Reuters. Headline here because it ain't getting better for Joe Unity Biden. Biden approval rating drops to a new low of 41%. This was a Reuters and Ipsos poll. President Joe Unity Biden's public approval rating fell to the lowest level of his presidency last week, a danger sign for his Democratic Party, which risks losing control of Congress in the November 8th election. Elections, excuse me. The national poll found that 41% of adults approved of Biden's performance in office 56% disapproved. The rest were not sure. So more than half, again, of the American people disapprove of Joe Unity Biden. So with that, today in the Hill, what Biden's approval rating says about Democrats' chances in the 2022 midterms. Now they write, Democrats are facing the headwinds of history as they race to save their narrow House and Senate majorities later this year. Even before they factor in the challenges of an out-of-control pan-slash-plan-demic and rising Bidenflation. That's because voters typically punish the party in power when a new president faces his first midterm election. In the past century, the president's party has picked up seats in midterm elections only twice. 1934 and 2002. And on both of those occasions, the incumbent president 
Franklin Delano Roosevelt and George W. Bush were hugely popular. Roosevelt had guided the country through the end of the Depression, and Bush was riding a tide of patriotism after the 9-11 terror attacks. That, my friends, is not the case today. And in fact, President Biden's approval ratings look more like those of Ronald Wilson Reagan, the, probably the greatest president ever lived, George Washington up there, Abraham Lincoln's up there too as well, Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, Barack Hussein Obama, and Donald J. Trump, all of whom saw their party suffer steep losses in midterm elections. Democrats need, need Biden to be popular if they have any hope of retaining their slim majorities. There's plenty of time left before voters start voting, but history, <laughs> folks, history is not on their side. And if you keep getting headlines like this, commanders involved in chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal say White House State Department dismissed warning signs, and you keep proving to the American people how inept, how clueless, how stupid you are, how dumb your administration is, how unprepared your administration is, why would the American people give you more power in the midterms? Now, this was the Washington Compost today, an Army investigative report details how senior officials from the White House and State Department failed to cut, by the way, you could just pause the sentence right there. And it's done. I put a period on that bad boy. They failed. But they write, failed to comprehend how quickly the Taliban was talking, excuse me, taking over Afghanistan. The report also detailed how American troops on the ground in Afghanistan faced, get this, increased danger as a result of decision making from top brass. Navy Rear Admiral Peter Vaselli, the top U.S. commander, President of Afghanistan, during the evacuation process, complained to Army investigators that policymakers were not paying attention to the reality on the ground. Why? Joe Biden said, well, we're going to be out by August 31st. We're going to be out by August 31st. And then he, said, then he told George Stephanopoulos, Clinton Lackey on ABC News, if there's still Americans that are left in Afghanistan, well, then we'll stay. Did they stay? Are we there now? Are there still Americans who are trapped in Afghanistan? You bet. Joe again, lying to the American people. So he says here, the policymakers were not paying attention to the reality on the ground. Folks, the White House wasn't even prepared for Kabul to fall in mid-August, but it, it, you bet, it happened. And what it, they were still making decisions at that point in time. How could you not be prepared for that when you have American uh, civilians who are still in Afghanistan, when you have Air Force bases that are still in Afghanistan, you, you have military personnel who are still in Afghanistan and they still weren't prepared? The warning signs were there. Joe was saying, oh, it's not inevitable that the Taliban's going to take over Afghanistan. Um, he said the military could have been, quote, much better prepared to conduct a more, or a more orderly mission if policymakers had just paid attention to the indicators of what was happening on the ground. He noted, this is uh, Vaselli, by the way, noted the Taliban was determined to take over Afghanistan and said there was not enough attention on this ahead of time. 
Another portion of the Army investigation cites an unnamed Army officer from the 10th Mountain Division explaining how troops were sent to the embassy in Kabul on August 15th to ensure people were readying to leave. This individual alleged that some State Department workers were, get this, listen to this, intoxicated and cowering in rooms. Others, meanwhile, acted as if nothing was wrong. They had absolutely no sense of urgency or recognition of the situation. Were there any truth to it? We presumably would not be learning of it six months after the fact, an administration official told the Washington Compost. The Army investigation also dove into the debate on when to begin an evacuation. One key complaint of the Biden administration, get this, has been that the withdrawal appeared last minute and hectic. That's exactly what was going on behind the scenes in the White House as well. The administration has defended the withdrawal and their alleged preparedness while also admitting that Kabul fell, whoa, much faster than they anticipated. Well, Joe was being briefed by his generals. They were saying, a military personnel were saying, hey, Joe, doesn't look good here. The Taliban's going to take over Afghanistan. They're going to take over Kabul. Well, what was Joe saying to the Afghan, the Afghanistan president, Ghani? Oh, well, it's you got to change the optics. Even if you are losing, and it looks like you are, you can't, the visuals have to be good, though. That's what he's worried about is the optics. U.S. military officials and American diplomats located in Kabul, Afghanistan, disagreed on when to begin the evacuation process months before the city fell to the Taliban. Acting U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan, Ross Wilson, reportedly wanted to maintain a diplomatic presence. One unnamed Marine general described early efforts to discuss an evacuation with the embassy as, quote, pulling teeth. The embassy needed to position for withdrawal, and the ambassador didn't get it, an official said. And that, that basically, that just confirms the Axios reporting that everything about the Afghanistan withdrawal slash surrender was totally chaotic. It was hectic. The administration was unprepared. And what happened, folks? What happened? We lost 13 U.S. service members during this summer in Afghanistan, in Kabul, because we trusted the Taliban to say, oh, no, we'll protect Hamid Karzai International Airport. And then ISIS-K, here they come, right on in. And what happens? 13 U.S. service members are dead. Why? Because this Biden administration was unprepared and decided to trust terrorists. Then described those terrorists as businesslike. Really? Businesslike? The Taliban? Terrorists? It's disgusting, folks. And then at the dignified transfer, here's Joe Biden. He can't wait to get out of there. Looking at his watch every single time another service member came up. Totally beyond disgusting and folks that the the sad part is is that's our president though that is our president right who can't even he can't even promise safety he can't promise safety to the u.s military can't promise it to our service members he can't promise it to the american people look at what's happening in big major american cities there's no safety folks anytime the democratic party is in charge the country is less safe and again i'll reiterate i always say it all the time 
This country succeeds when Democrats fail. It's just, oh, it's heartbreaking, folks. Anyway, uh, so we got to get to the Freedom Convoy and what's going on in Canada because Justin Trudeau, pajama boy liberal, people kind, Justin Trudeau, saying today, it has to stop. Trudeau demanding an end of the trucker protest, saying people are waving swastikas. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have not seen a single video in anyone in the Freedom Convoy waving any swastikas as Justin People Kind Trudeau is making up. He said, oh, it, just, it has to stop, he was saying on uh, House of Commons. People of Ottawa, eh, don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. I haven't seen it happening. Don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on a street corner. I haven't seen it happen. Or a Confederate flag. I have seen a Confederate flag. And it seemed as though the peaceful protesters said, oh, there's a Fed right there. And guess what? The guy, well, guy or woman, I really don't know, who had his face all masked up, had the Confederate flag. Once they started chanting Fed, boom, that thing was out of there. It says, or the insults and jeers just because they're wearing a mask. That's not who Canadians are. These pan slash pandemic, obviously Trudeau ain't gonna say pandemic. These pandemic restrictions are not forever, he says. By the way, I don't think Justin Trudeau got the, got the memo. The science has changed. That's what the Democrats are all about now. I would think Trudeau and his liberal party in Canada well, don't they have to start thinking that it's changed as well? They have parliament and you know the houses and whatnot. So they're, I mean, they don't have like um set midterm election. I think their midterm elections, I believe that they were last year, and and Trudeau, I mean, he's got like full control of the entire country. I mean, Canada, hey Canada, I mean, I'd love what the Freedom Convoy is doing on the truckers, but the rest of the Canadians there, you all voted for this. You guys all keep voting in Justin Trudeau. Why? I have no clue at all. He says, this is a story of a country that got through this pandemic by being united and a few people shouting and waving swastikas do not, does not define who Canadians are. But they should be waving around hockey sticks and maple syrup. Doesn't that define who Canadians are? Kidding, LOL. He says, Canadians know the way to get through it is continuing to listen to science, continuing to lean on each other. By the way, I'll decipher that for you, for you right there, folks. Getting through it is continuing to listen to the science. No, in the, the translation here, in Trudeau language, lean on me, lean on the government, be dependent on the government. Don't you dare go out and fight for your freedom. Don't you dare live the life you want to live. Be dependent on the Canadian government. Continuing to lean on each other. Lean on the Canadian government. Now, as far as Trudeau goes, his oh this is and this is in left wing politico today. Listen to this headline. Trudeau's own party is starting to turn on him over COVID restrictions. Ottawa, Ontario, a backbench lawmaker from Justin Trudeau's own caucus is accusing the PM, the Prime Minister of dividing, stigmatizing Canadians by politicizing vaccine mandates and COVID restrictions. Joel Lightbound, 
delivered this stunning, scathing assessment earlier today in Ottawa with the big rigs of the soul. By the way, did you see they banned honking? I mean, it's like illegal to honk. I think it was like a 78, 80-year-old guy being arrested because he was honking his horn. Pooh, he sounds like a big threat to society there, Justin. People kind Trudeau. But anyway, so this guy, Joel Lightbound, was saying, hey, is I wonder if Lightbound's part of the fringe minority now with an unacceptable opinion. Um, so Lightbound delivers this scathing assessment. Um, the convoy protests against COVID have grabbed global attention and paralyzed Ottawa, which, by the way, Ottawa is uh, Canada's capital, for more than a week. Lightbound says this, quote, Both the tone and the policies of my government changed drastically on the eve and during the last election campaign. A decision was made to wedge, to divide, and to stigmatize. I fear that this politicization, politicization, I want to say, of the pandemic risks undermining the public's trust in our public health institutions. Really? Now you think it risks that? Now you think the public isn't going to trust health institutions? I would love to have Lightbound step over the border, only if he's vaccinated, right? And come over and, 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 and see the way that Americans, the trust that we have in the DNCDC. Good luck with that, Joel. Publicly breaking ranks with his own with one's own party on such a major issue. Well, it's a rarity in Canadian politics, especially when that party is in power. I mean, I don't even think there is a concern. I mean, there yeah, obviously you know they have conservative politicians, but I don't think there's conservatism in Canada. I really don't. Lightbound insisted he's not the only one member of Trudeau's team who feels to varying degrees as he does. So, like I said, he must be part of that small fringe minority of people now. Who are who's holding unacceptable views? How dare he? And by the way, Jen Psaki was at oh, and and it is now February eighth. We still don't have a State of the Union, which is going to come on March first. So so very late. Why? Aunt Joe's probably still studying right now. Um, they say it's so late. Uh, why? Because of uh, Omicron, uh, something else as well, you know, the vaccines, yeah, who, who knows? Oh, I think the Olympics as well is, uh, is their excuse. Anyway, so Saki uh, was asked about, uh, listen to the headline here, Saki shrugs off possible D.C. trucker protests for Biden's State of the Union speech. Imagine that if the Freedom Convoy happens here in America and they go from the USS, the United Socialist State of California, to Washington, D.C., right while Joe's giving his State of the Union. We have all these big rig truckers in the Capitol. Um, USA Today reporter Joey Garrison. A group of U.S. truckers say they're planning a similar protest in D.C., possibly for March 1st, to oppose COVID vaccine mandates. That date obviously would coincide with President Biden's State of the Union address. And uh, Saki's, uh, well, uh, as you know, or excuse me, this is still uh, Garrison. As you know, the trucker convoy in Ottawa has been very disruptive, paralyzed parts of the city's downtown. Is the administration making preparations to be ready for an upcoming Freedom Convoy planned for D.C.? And does the White House have any concerns about similar protests happening here in the nation's capital? Saki, uh, I'd have to check with our team on security preparations. 
I think I would just reiterate here is that we know that requirements work, mandates work, you do this or else works. That's what Saki says. We have not seen a disruption as it relates to requirements in the industry. Where we have seen disruptions has been related to these convoys and protests. Now everybody can peacefully protest. We fully support that. But it's important to note where the disruption is occurring. How dare those people want freedom? Imagine that, though, folks, on March 1st, while Joe's try trying, by the way, to give his State of the Union. If you got all these big rig truckers out in front, I mean, I think that would be, honestly, per personally, I think it would be just phenomenal. I really do. By the way, that is a Joe Unity Biden administration that has 1,000. 76 days left is here we are folks the 694th day of slowing the spread